following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 59 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. This is Stank. This is the PWT cast. We bring it to you every Monday for free, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, this podcast would not be possible if it wasn't for the wonderful sponsors of the show. We, of course, have Freelance Wrestling, the official uh, sponsor of the PWT cast. We got the wonderful people over at M3 Toys. If you're looking for any specific Funko Pop or sort of NECA toy, they've got a whole bunch of that and others as well. Just uh, head over to m3toys.com and if you use the promo code PWTCast, you save yourself a whole ass 10% off. Uh, if you're in the market for a cool ass fanny pack or some sort of horror pun uh, pin, t shirt, sticker, look no further than our next uh, sponsor, the Cryptic Closet. The wonderful boys over there have decided to hook up all the wonderful friends of the show with a 20% off discount. Uh, just go ahead and use the promo code PWTCast at checkout and hey, you could be the owner of uh, the official Fanny DeVito fanny pack, which. If you're wondering what that is, yes, it is in fact a uh, fanny pack uh, that features the likeness of one Danny DeVito. And then last but not least, we have the wonderful boys over at Gorilla Publishing. If you want to check out some awesome comic books, head over to GorillaPublishingGroup.com and check out all the wonderful stuff they've done there. David, uh, this week has been this week has flown by so fast. We're yeah, yeah, we're we're just just about wrapping up with uh, our Labor Day sale and. Boy, did the week just fly! Specifically because we had Monday off. My days have just been all over the place. I, I had no idea, you know, what day it was. Any of the days so we like, we got paid, and I was like, oh, why do we get paid a, a day earlier? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is wonderful. But no, it's just my whole my whole schedule's been out of whack. But oh, really quick before since we're talking about the sale now, I wanted to give out a, a huge shout out to the wonderful people who. Uh, went out of their way to purchase a t-shirt of ours and they were able to scoop up a collectible pin and i i hear uh i'm not gonna spoil anything but i hear there might be another special exclusive item that uh we didn't even advertise that's thrown in these orders uh but nonetheless shout out to the wonderful you guys already know if we have a new t-shirt this man is purchasing it even though he doesn't have to jesse we're already gonna have you on the podcast but jesse kolenberg friend of the show clifford frazier the wonderful clifford frazier uh, I always love when Cl- Clifford comes out of the shop. He's he's also such yep. a, a ray of sunshine. Uh, Vivian Urbina, of course, my best friend Vivian. Uh, Vivian, you got to let me know when you're coming by the store because I've got your present. And this is a conversation we could be having in private, but I'd rather do it through through the medium of uh, the PWT cast. Uh, we have our our man, Ryan Crossley, from uh, the Micro Brawler Group over on Facebook. Uh, shout out to Ryan. And then last but not least, another wonderful friend of the show. He gave us such a, a positive review earlier in the week when someone inquired, what is the PWT cast? I'm, of course, talking about our boy, Jonathan Meyer. Uh, thank you to every everyone who's purchased a T-shirt of ours, you know, either during this sale or before. Dave and I appreciate it when, you know, where we check our emails and we're like, oh, fuck, yeah, someone bought a stupid Michael T-shirt uh, available at PWTcast.com. Or... Uh, like, or, or or just any of them. Good. Sorry. Or any of the other wonderful designs that we've got up on our uh up on our PWT shop. Dave worked so hard at designing them and 
listen for the month of october it's a spooky theme and dave i say dave and i dave is concocting up something that uh for for a lot of you 80s babies uh you guys are really gonna love it and uh if it comes to fruition it's probably all i'm gonna wear for the month of october because it's again dave is uh he's an evil genius when it comes to to designing these things but dave um earlier like a few months not a few months back maybe like a month or two ago um you were telling me about something and at first i was like ah like i don't really want to watch it it like it doesn't sound like it's my thing like i admittedly don't like like musicals or or things where people like sing you know like it's just it's not really my thing like people oftentimes are like oh have you seen and i'm like no like hamilton i tried watching hamilton just like wasn't my thing and this this necessarily wasn't hamilton there was more of an actual movie you know behind it The, the music was much more of a plot device but i'm of course talking about eurovision uh finally got to see it last night and boy was it fucking great how good did it feel to watch it? <laughs> like I, so I, I had a friend over and uh, they suggested we watch it. And I was just like, all right, cool. Let's watch it. And again, it's like it, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? It's Will Ferrell. It's Rachel McAdams, two pros, two absolute fucking pros. So even, even if the movie sucks, um, it's got them in it. And I know they will be really good at what they do, but no, it was, it was awesome. Like, if you haven't seen it yourself, if you haven't checked it out yet, do yourself a favor and check it out. Uh, my favorite, the one thing I've not been able to say since last night is uh, play Yaya Ding Dong, which of <laughs> course is, it's a very specific reference to the movie if you haven't seen it, but really fun. It's got, It was kind of long. I, I didn't expect it to be like clocking at like yeah. two, two, maybe two and a half hours. Um, really great. Like, and I think it speaks volume as to how good of an actor Will Ferrell is that this isn't the first movie where there's like a beautiful like woman playing like his opposite. That's just like in love with him or falling in love with him. And he always convinces you. You kind of believe it. Yeah. (laughs) You believe it, you know? And listen, Will Ferrell is a beautiful man. Don't get me wrong. But like the women that are cast as like his wife or love interest in most of these movies, I'm just like, there's, I could never see that happening myself uh, personally, but Hey, you know, it's, it's the, it's the magic of cinema is what we'll, we'll call like it. The, the fun thing of Eurovision is like, like I'm not the biggest fan of like the actual contest, but like there's some really diehard fans like all over the world. And that's the thing about being like an American. It's like you kind of live in this bubble (laughs) and like anything that's not popular in America, like you can't fathom being popular. Like Eurovision is one of the gigantic, one of the most gigantic contests in the world. And like, we barely hear about it or like, like soccer, soccer, the most popular sport in the world. And it just doesn't catch on here. We're like, that's not real football. Um, but like if, if you go on YouTube and watch, um, Euro fan, Eurovision fans react. They're like, "Wow, they really did the Eurovision contest justice!" And like, they're all pretty happy with how you know true to how wacky it is. Um, and there's like a lot of little references. There's there's actual past contestants in it, and there's actual reference, just references to past contestants. So, um, 
Yeah, it's full of good songs that get stuck in your head, like Volcano Man. And uh, <laughs> was that the one at the beginning? Yeah. Oh yeah, that and that was great. Yeah, I, all week I've been Alexa play a Volcano Man because we just brought our Alexa back out from the basement. It's uh, been really annoying my wife, but <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you you know if you have if you have an hour or two to spare, do yourself a favor, uh, go on Netflix and and watch Eurovision. Like it's it's really fun. Um, <laughs> My only complaint was uh I don't want to spoil it. But there's a there's a certain there's a, a character that keeps being mentioned and brought up and at one and you don't ever actually get to see them. If you if you know what I'm what I'm referencing. Mm-hmm. Just a, a small character is what I'll uh leave yeah. it. A very small character. Um but they but another thing I actually got to see, this was last week after we finished recording, um I went and watched Tenet the newest Chris Nolan movie. Yes. Uh, it what? How confused are you about it right now? <laughs> I, listen, I, I've had time to digest it now. Um, and first off, I, I liked it. It was good. I've heard some people have complaints and uh, valid complaints. You know, like not, right. not everyone is a fan of Chris Nolan. I love Chris Nolan and all his movies. Uh, yeah. At least I haven't seen the the army one that he did. Um, Dunkirk. Was it Dunkirk? Yeah, Dunkirk. I just I don't really care for like war movies anymore. And yeah. I and I know it, it will probably be good. So I just I haven't seen it, you know. But, but the rest of them, uh, the rest of them are all really good. I I've seen them all. And yeah, I mean, yeah. This one this one was fun. First off, John David Washington, who I had no idea is Denzel Washington's son. Um, excellent, excellent fucking actor. Like this guy. I wish he was in more things, you know, like I know he's, uh, in recent memory, he like was acting and then kind of just flew off the radar radar for a bit to, I think he was playing football. Uh, and then he was like producing movies for a while, but he popped back, popped back up in black Klansman. And, um, this was his other project. And I think like, Hey, two really good things to, to come back to as far as, uh, you know, your career resurgence, but really good. Rob Pattinson in it is really good as well. Um, what's his name? Fucking, uh, his, his name's escaping me right now, but uh, he plays like the villain of the movie and he, um, I'm going to, I'm just looking at what's going to kill me. Uh, he was like really good as well. It was fucking, what's his name? He directed Kenneth Branagh. Fuck, I forget. Kenneth Branagh, yeah. Kenneth Branagh. Awesome. Just amazing in this as well. Uh, there's some stuff that like, again, if once you get, once the movie is like done playing and it's, it's not a Chris Nolan movie without it's like twists and turns. Some of them you see coming, like there's some very specific ones where I'm just like, Oh, okay. I'm like, I kind of figured this because of that. Um, it's a very divisive movie. You know, some people are like, Oh, he's, he's trying too hard. And some people are like, he was not trying hard enough. The way I describe it is it's, kind of like if inception is the dark knight then this movie is a dark knight rises which like personally i i love the dark knight rises like there was no way he was ever going to like hit it out of the park the same way he did with the dark knight yeah because that's just that's not the way things work <laughs> like you you have to lower your expectations you know like if the dark knight was catching lightning in a bottle and again that it's per that phrase it only happens you know doesn't happen often 
And right. like, I, I, I like Tenet. If any of you guys, uh, I mean, and listen, I also went to like a late show where there was me and like three other people because I'm still like, Oh, I don't want to be around. Nope. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to be around strangers in a room. Um, but like, I mean, which like, I keep hearing that too, but I'm like, well, you go to like, people go to like the grocery store and it's kind of the same thing, but you know, regardless, I digress. I'm not some sort of like, yeah. you know, COVID is a hoax that don't know. Not at you all. Don't believe in- Listen, the earth is flat and COVID is a hoax. Um, yeah. But no, it's really good. Like once it becomes available on like video on demand and stuff, definitely buy it and check it out. Uh, I recommend subtitles because I uh, there was some canoodling with the audio again purposely. So there's some parts where you're just like, what? What the f- what the fuck did they say? But great nonetheless. Like again, I I didn't have any complaints coming out of it. Uh, Dave, I I know you. This it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an episode of the PWT cast if we didn't have some sort of like comic book talk, you know? Yes. Like I almost feel like the mantra of this show is you know, uh, movies, comics, and sometimes wrestling. If yeah. you know, if if we get if we have time. Yeah, if we have time, some wrestling, uh, which I didn't watch any wrestling this week. Um, <laughs> Going to be honest with you, not watch did not watch any wrestling this week. Um, can, can I tell you on that note, like, well, one, because we had such a weird week with uh, Labor Day going on. I'm sitting at my house on Wednesday, and I completely forgot it was Wednesday. And I'm kind of just like, I'm on my phone just going through Instagram. And then I, I see AEW posted, Miro is all elite. Mm. And I was like, this is, this is some kind of, this is a fake thing someone made. And I looked at it, it was like the official... Like Instagram, I was like, oh, I missed Miro. <laughs> I missed Miro appearing, and I was like, it's Wednesday. Jesus, what's wrong with me? I, so you know what, I am lying because you mentioned now Miro showing up. Yeah, I've Johnny uh, Johnny Delgado. He rushed into. I was helping on the other side because again, it's during the sale, so I'm helping out everywhere I can. And uh, Johnny rushed into the room I was in. He's like, oh my god, look who showed up in AEW, and it was Miro and his like swagged out outfit he was gucci. like head to toe gucci with his yeezys <laughs> like some people were complaining like why is he dressed like that and it's like dude that, looking <laughs> it's like, that guy's wearing like two thousand dollars worth of clothes on right now yeah uh good for him like like Ru- rusev to me miro someone yeah. that never got their fair shot like when he was doing right. his whole anti-american gimmick and came out in a fucking tank awesome yeah cool Which, as fuck he copulated in with his beautiful wife CJ. Yeah, yeah. Which, hey man, you can't get more rad than that. Exactly. Like that hat. That's that's top tier. You know, that's, that's top tier good shit. shit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel he didn't get his his fair shake in WWE. There was like the whole Rusev Day thing, which caught on fire. Everyone was a big fan of, except for the one person that matters in Vince McMahon, who was just like, no, 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 they're making fun of you. Yeah, for some reason, I he thought that was a thing, but you know, I, I digress. But no, hey, happy for him. And, and here's the other thing too: like you, listen, anytime AEW gets someone new, it's oh another WWE guy. But it's like, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but WWE went on a full hiring spree where they hired up like eighty five percent of the the notable workers in the world. You know, and uh, so someone, I think it was 
Dave Meltzer had a reply for someone. Someone's like, oh, it was great seeing uh, WWE Dynamite. <laughs> uh, Meltzer said, yeah, just as great as seeing PWG takeovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, it, it's the wrestling world. Um, listen, and, and it's also, it's not like bringing Hulk Hogan into AEW. Miro is young. Uh, his bet, I, I think his best days are still ahead of him. It's not like he was like, push to the moon like this is a guy that is very moldable and like i've been following him on twitch and like the guy on twitch is the guy that they should have been showing on tv this whole time he's he's affable he's funny he's witty and uh you know this guy knows how to talk to people and he never really got that chance they just made him like an idiot on top of so he's got like the story of him, you know, coming to America, like it, yeah. it, it, it's a good story. Like that's the story you should have been telling. But of course they're like, no, we want the evil foreign heel gimmick. Cause that's yeah, the thing we've been doing since the beginning of time. Exactly. Um, but yeah, good for him. I'm, I'm glad to see him and people like him and Matt Cardona that were great, have a great look um, and clearly love wrestling. Like when Miro said, I'm not doing wrestling anymore. I was like, what? I was like, you love wrestling. But like seeing people like this that didn't give, get a fair shake, even people like Cody. Mm-hmm. Cody's a great wrestler. I mean, is he divisive sometimes with some of the fans? Yeah, because, you know, some people think he's too WWE. But like he took all the stuff, the good stuff from WWE and molded it. And like he took it all over the world and did – he made his famous list and did everything he wanted. Like – Instead of knocking these guys down, listen, if they do something stupid and bad and they're horrible, then knock them down. But, like, give the guy a chance. Exactly. What's the problem? It, there, it's a difference between, like, when TNA used to just scoop up any, you know, anybody right. just because they had a name in WWE as opposed to, like, hey, here's Cody that wa- Cody's wanting to do something with his friend. God forbid one of his yeah. talented friends who got fired you know, like, yeah, they want to do something even, with them. And even when he wasn't fired, uh, they would just not use him for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see some sort of interaction between Rusev and Eddie Kingston. But to be fair, oh. I'm excited to see anybody and Eddie Kingston together. Um, but uh, before, you know, we we started talking about uh, Rusev, I was actually going to go into the boys. Uh, I know you finally yeah. you finally caught up with the boys, and we'll we'll do we'll do spoil as spoiler free as we can. Um, yeah, we'll wait we'll wait till next week before we start talking some spoilers. But uh, yeah. I'm at you know I I was actually complaining. I was talking with friend of the show and former guest uh, Juan Cadavid of Sci Fi Wire. I was talking with him like oh, man. I'm like at first I was a little bummed that these episodes you know they dropped the first three and then. After that, they're they're only dropping them weekly, and I was a little bummed out at first, but it was like you know what I kind of I take it back because this format kind of allows for um for you to be able to like digest things more because mm-hmm. like in full transparency, if they would have had them up all the episodes, like I would have we would have blown through them exactly talked about them last week. And, and then, then it's old news. Exactly, it's old news, and especially yeah. where they're going with things, like the way, 
the way they ended episode four, um, I'm trying to f- trying to word it so that I don't give anything away. Uh, certain things are coming to light about certain people. Uh, yes, and I'm pretty sure the next episode they'll delve more into that. And you know, like if they would have just dropped all all eight episodes, or was it ten or eight episodes? It's, uh, I I actually don't know. Well, but, yeah, the, the, the thing that you're talking about. So, okay, the boys is based off of a comic book. Um, my brother has read the boys. I have not, but I know some things from the comic book. Mm-hmm. And so, the thing that we're talking about it was alluded to in the comic book, and the way that they did it makes sense in this continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're we're really dancing around. <laughs> the plot because we're, we're trying not to be shitheads but um no i mean um one homelander is just as maniacal even more he's going insane listen there is a scene in a cabin with homelander yeah. that dare i say is almost as haunting and <laughs> fucked up as last season's uh, scene with him in an airplane. I will leave it at yeah. that. If you know, you know. Otherwise, and like, I'm like, wow, they're they're really uh, going for it this time. <laughs> listen, I sat I sat there wondering, like, what is this? Some sort of dream sequence or a flashback, or is that character still around? And then when it was oh, when it was yeah. shown what it actually was, I was just like, whoa! That, there was that, and then there was the second cabin scene. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's sec- oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, listen, we're we're already saying too much. We're already saying too much. But season two of the boys has been great. I think I'm. I think I might go back and rewatch season one, um, just because I want more boys. I remember you telling me a specific thing about. Um, you're like, oh hey, you know, in season two of the boys, because you told me Chris had read. Um, the books yeah. so you were like oh in the books they do this with this character i, think... I don't think they're doing that no i d- uh, i can't say because... i'll tell you off air but... okay well i know i feel it's very listen i'm gonna leave it at this i i think the character of black noir is going to like they're doing more with him this season because they practically did nothing like right nothing with him last season i think that the character of black noir will be a bigger player well i'll say this I'll, I'll say this much and hopefully it's not spoiling what i said and if you guys are curious just go look up black noir go look up his wiki and you'll see what we're dancing around but i checked the imdb for black noir on the show and it's not the person i thought it was i just okay it it is someone that's that's named and the person has done interviews and said he loved doing black noir uh-huh. and it's, it's not who I thought it was, but me and my brother have been talking about it and it could be a misdirection of a misdirection. So, I mean, it might like that. That's all I'm going to say. Like they're keeping a kayfabe maybe. And I'm, I'm totally fine with that, you know, which I would be happy to, to see. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one, the one thing, especially with not, I mean, not just TV, but with the most things, it's like keeping a surprise. Right. Like people complain all the time, specifically with like wrestling. We're like, it's hard to keep a surprise anymore, but 
when they're able to pull it off, like they pull it off well and it's awesome. And I very much think the same thing, the same thing with this, like if they can pull a swerve, that'll be awesome. If they don't go that way, it'll still be fine. Like I, I actually enjoy them like doing more with the seven, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm actually kind of enjoying the deeps, like, uh, weird scientology uh yes redemption storyline that they're doing because i i didn't really care for the character of the deep in season one like he was hateable mm -hmm. one as a character but also the least interesting person yes but then when you when you have Penn oswald voicing his uh his gills (laughs) it it adds a different dimension to him and hey I'm, i'm i'm excited i'm excited to see where they go with it like if you guys haven't had the chance to check it out, by all means, check it out. It's available on Amazon Prime and a really good show. If you're fans and most, I feel like most people that listen to this are fans of like the Watchmen just based on, you know, most of our audience tends to, to like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Check out the boys. It's very much in the same vein of like using, using superheroes to tell a story. Um, you know, without kind of just being too disrupting the, the the mythological godlike superhero yes. in ways that we can kind of not, not that we can relate to what they're doing, but they're not they're not the gods that we put them up to be. No, and no, and no one could be. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's just and what I what I like the most about it is like specifically like. It shows if superheroes were real, what they like, how they would actually be, how they, yeah, because just like nature, exactly. Like, yeah, there is a meme that I saw a friend of the show, Kelsey, she posted it was like how America sees themselves, and it was a picture of Captain America, and then it was like how everybody else in the world sees like America, and it was Homelander, and it's just like, yeah, that's. that's fair that's that's pretty spot on um but check out the boys um maybe when the show's over we'll do some sort of like specific just the boys episode you know we've had a lot of past guests on you know brody king juanca david uh just to the name that they you know they've talked about liking the boys that it would be fun to get them on and kind of just do some sort of like not not like deep dive into every single episode but just overall maybe i don't know let, let us discussion. yeah let us know that's something you guys would like um but and I, actually, while we were talking about it reminded me of something we were talking about christopher nolan and we were talking about like when movies try and misdirect you it reminded me like of a small factoid about me and my brother so we were both gonna be in the dark knight <laughs> what there, there there was a casting call in chicago for the dark knight and uh, they, Christopher Nolan, for the casting call, called the movie Rory's First Kiss. Mm-hmm. But someone found out that it was for Dark Knight. So we we went to the audition in Chicago to be extras. Um, I didn't make it, but my brother did. He He's going to go in as an extra for Rory's First Kiss, which is the Dark Knight. And if you guys remember... Um, there's a scene where Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is driving his uh, 
Lamborghini mm-hmm. to to intercept this guy that wants to snitch on him, and he he crashes his car into the thing. My brother's car was going to be in that scene. So what they did was they they made these license plates that look like the Illinois license plates, but they were Gotham City plates. Mm-hmm. And they would take your plates off your car and put the Gotham City plates on to ensure that you would bring the plates back. <laughs> and so he he was there on when they were supposed to film it and then it was raining on that day. So they didn't they didn't want to fuck up the Lamborghini. So they didn't do it. And then he almost got into a scene as a police officer because they were they were sorting all the extras, and then they said, "Oh, are you supposed to be one of the cops?" And he said, "No." But like, if he did, he would he would have gotten in line to get dressed as a cop. But yeah, um, so it was raining that day. They paid him, but he pretty much sat at a Starbucks and just was trying to wait for the rain. And then they decided to do it later in the week, and they never called him. But he actually had got some plates on his car on the street that the that Bruce Wayne's Lamborghini was driving by. Dude, I don't know why I thought about that. But. When I, no, funny enough, when I worked at the movies, when I was like 16, there's one guy that worked there and he actually told the story about he was, he was one of the extras, uh, one of the cops, but mm-hmm. they never put him in the movie because he stole one of the cost. Like he just stole the costume. He left, he left with it. And, oh, yeah, and so they were just like, "All right, we're just keeping like your money then that like that we're supposed to pay you." And they cut him out of the movie, and he would tell that story like very proudly. And I like even at like 16, I was just like, "I'd rather be in the movie." Yeah, like I don't have the money. Yeah, because guess what? You can tell people that's like official and that's cool or whatever. But at the end of the day, like I I mean, I don't really condone stealing as well as like I think it would have been cooler to actually be in the movie. I don't know. Right there in the third row, see me? You're like, oh, yeah, that is you. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> I, I, I Michael went... telling us uh, his dad is in Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, Michael's Michael's dad is 100% in Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. He... <laughs> you can't see him because they're like running. <laughs> and I always give him, I'm like, yeah, right. He's like, no, he's, he was in Home Alone. They're in the airport scene when, when like the family's rushing through, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, he, he's he's in there. Um, but we uh, we we so we I met, digress. No, 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 it's fine. I listen. I enjoy I enjoy talking about the Dark Knight because it's it's, yeah. it's a really good movie. Hey, speaking of, really quickly before we get to this week's actual episode, I wanted to give a huge shout out to uh friends of the show joe and rachel um they're celebrating their two-year anniversary well celebrated it yesterday yeah they went they went and hung out with some cheetahs (laughs) i saw the slow-mo footage of a cheetah running oh man yeah like we talked to i've been talking to joe uh for the most part this week and like he was he was like oh thank you for essentially uh, helping start his podcast career because uh, he's been on several podcasts since uh, including the master public uh their podcast you know he was over there with them and yeah like i it's just like i told him i'm like listen joe i want you in every podcaster you know like i i love joe i love you know it just hanging out with him getting to to podcast with him you know, I believe he was the first person that we were just like, wow, we're bringing you back on for a part two, which is a, a very common theme with us here because 
almost every single time we have someone that we really enjoy we're just like bringing you back on for part two um there's those uh the the shows that we're sponsoring the uh freelance collective shows um i'm trying i'm gonna i'm gonna try and see if we get uh some there you know some people that we've had on before you know there's definitely a few people on that show that we've had on as guests prior friends of the show yeah and maybe hey listen maybe do a part three with effie uh or maybe like a kylie ray or isaiah i don't know yet but we're definitely i think the month of october will kind of be um like more more just like kind of promoting you know the collective shows and the shows going on but i'm i'm very excited about those but not as excited as i am for this week's episode uh Dave and I, for a while, we've contemplated taught like doing a micro brawler specific episode, micro brawler centric episode. Um, yeah, we're both part of this micro brawler group, and for for those of you unaware, who are, some of you guys are like, what the fuck is a micro brawler? Um, they're like the micro brawler, like little you know vinyl figures that we make over at the shop. Um, if you're a member of a pro wrestling crate, you get a monthly exclusive one via that. But we also have various other ones up on the site. Um, there's a ton of them, like off the top of my head, Dave, do, I mean, do you know exactly how many we've produced so far? Uh, I don't want, I don't want to say a number. Cause like to, to me, it seems like we've done a hundred of them, but mm-hmm. they can't, that can't be right. I, I, I will have to go back and count. But yeah. plus, I mean, I imagine there's a lot that we haven't even announced yet that you're like, uh, you know, just... I have to be. What's that? Well, I have to be careful about it because, like, speaking of this micro brawler f- fan group, which is the name of the group, um, like every Wednesday they ask me questions, and one time, uh, they asked me about like costumes, and I mentioned one that had not released yet, mm-hmm. and one person caught it, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, and I deleted it, and they were like cool enough to keep it quiet. It was it was the honky tonk man figure that came out, but. Um, there, there are a bunch that are, um, in process and, and we have something interesting happening. I can't say what it is, but, um, yeah, there's so many, I got to be very careful. So we might have to comb through this after we talk about it and we might have to bleep some ones out oh, if I mean, wasn't. Oh, you mean like the bleep? <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I wish I had that like on the soundboard to just like fuck with it just so that people could like use that like editing technology to like unbleep it and they're like wait why was he saying that jack black funko or funko micro brawler are they making micro brawlers with uh jack black uh which no we're not i i wish that would be awesome but yeah. so we wanted to do a specific like micro brawler centric episode because I, I remember like that's a question that we get often where they're like is, is there any specific episodes just about micro brawlers and no, I mean, there's episodes where we talk about micro brawlers, you know, like, for instance, last week's episode with Brody King, we talk about, you know, someone doing a custom version of his micro brawler. Mm-hmm. And again, just randomly here and there, we've talked about it. But um, I went in the micro brawler group, I, I posted a discussion like, hey, if you have any questions, let us know, we'll we'll get to as many as we can. And there's a good amount on here. So uh, yeah, it'll be like a Q&A episode, you know, Dave and I will we'll get to it. I'm pretty sure we can get to all of them again. There's enough to where I don't think we'll be just here for, for days. Um, but without further ado, uh, let's get right into it. I'll, I'll go ahead and start, uh, the aforementioned friend of the show, 
um, Jonathan Mayer. I believe I called him Meyer earlier. Sorry, Jonathan. Jonathan Mayer. We see we have a Jeremy Meyer. And it what, could be Meyer. That's how you spell Oscar Meyer. Oh, is it Meyer? Jeremy. Jeremy. We don't know. Jonathan, you let it's me know. Of, is it Mayer or Meyer? Yeah. Because Jeremy Meyer is also spelled Mayer. Listen, it's a whole uh, semantics. Let me know how to pronounce yeah. your last name. Uh, but Jonathan asks, he says, love the show. It's a pretty basic question, but I would love to hear the process Dave goes through when designing the micro brawlers. Also, was the Colt micro brawler really the first one made? Or is there maybe some sort of secret one? Maybe. Um, I, I'll answer the Colt question. Yes, that, that is the first yeah. one. Uh, there's no secret like prototype or anywhere. But Dave, uh, what's the process that you go when designing them? Well, so like I'll I'll start out with like the the very first one, Colt. Um, Ryan was at first. I didn't think this was going to be like a like a thing. I thought this was like a one off product for the the crate. And so he's like, "Hey, uh, could you design like a little uh, like it was like a three inch little PVC figure?" And I'm like, "Yeah." So um, here's the thing, too. WWE's kind of come out with their own version of micro brawlers. And then on different groups on Facebook and online, people have been like, Oh, look at these guys copying, uh, pro wrestling tees. And then other people have copied us. Like I won't mention the company, but you know, they make a pint size cheap knockoff version of our product. And, but then some people have said, Oh, well, WWE had figures. Did you rip them up? And the real answer is like, and I've answered this in the group before the inspiration for like our style was, um, it was kind of like those little muscle men figures, you know, you, you put like a quarter and you get those little pink Japanese wrestling figures. It was that plus, uh, <laughs> I went with like a Muppet style, like, um, these Muppets or Avenue Q, which is like a, a famous puppet show. And I was just trying to kind of combine those little elements into it. Now, once we did the Colt thing, he, he gave me some reference shots um, of some gear, and then I did it as best I could. And I'm no, I don't do 3D rendering, so it was just a front and a back. Um, and so here's the other thing too: a lot of people ask why don't we have certain poses with these? So you got to imagine we have to have a front and a back, and then they press them together. So we can't have anything projecting forward. Like, so imagine like a mummy with his arms forward chasing you. We can't do that. So they, they all have to be kind of in a Vitruvian man style pose where it's, you know, you have a range of motion of a jumping jack, basically. <laughs> so um, those are some of the things we have to consider when we design them. Um, once we kind of saw the prototype from China, they made like a, a colorless version uh, Ryan showed me and it was great. We're like, holy shit. And then Ryan's like, we need to make these as a product. So that's kind of how they started. But now it's like my process goes, um, if it's a legend, like we'll say honky tonk man. Um, I'll look for like iconic photos of them, uh, from their career or poses. You know, a lot of, a lot of wrestlers have poses and I'll see if I can do that in that kind of 2d, um, pose and then um sometimes like honky tonk man which is the example i keep bringing up um we'll take a look at like the old action figures that they had and we'll try and kind of replicate the outfit because 
We'll throw a little bit of nostalgia in it. Um, otherwise, a lot of people have really famous-looking gear, um, things that you remember. Like, if it's any type of outfit that they would wear that um, would go on an action figure, it's that recognizable, then you can probably bet we'll do that um, in micro-brawler form. So, um, and then as far as that, I'll do it. Ryan will look at it. Sometimes he'll say, this doesn't look anything like the guy. And some of them don't, I'll be fair, because it's hard to get human features that small in a cartoon version. Um, but we've been trying to do better about that. Um, and then once it passes Ryan's approval, he'll send it to the wrestler. And 99 t- times out of 100, the wrestler will say, oh, that's great. And they're very thankful to have something like that. Because some of these guys never got an, a WWE figure or a WCW figure. Um especially when we're talking about some of the people in the independence or we'll say like uh, we've done some for ring of honor, new Japan, they, they've had action figures, but nothing like cutesy like this. So um, yeah, once the wrestler signs off on it, then we send it to China. China will then do like a, our manufacturer will do a 3d kind of rendering of my drawing. And I have specific instructions for PMS colors and recessed areas They'll send us that with a mock-up. We approve it, and then they make it. So, you mentioned the ninety-nine percent. I uh, the episode that we had promoting the book yeah. S's for Suplex. You actually talk yeah. about how uh, talk to the the John Morrison story. Well, so for for John Morrison, um, he's had a couple looks. Like clearly, he's a very ripped man, and so I. I guess I didn't represent it enough in the little rubber figure form. Um, So some of the instructions were, um, oh, I need a, I need a furry jacket. So I'd add a furry jacket. I need more fur on my boots. Um, Not enough abs are showing. So like I had to make like more abs and like, then he had his glasses and then like a bandana. And like, if anyone knows uh, John Morrison, he has 1 million names. He's Johnny gimmick name, right? Johnny Mundo, Johnny Blaze, Johnny Impact. Johnny, yeah, you so, name it, and he's Johnny that. Yeah, Johnny yeah, Underground. Yeah, so um, we just decided to just put Johnny, I think it was, on his on his headband. But it did go through, like, I, I was surprised. Nor, like I said, normally, now, I've got it down where Ryan's like, sweet. Or he'll say, change the color of his trunks or something. And that's about it. But when it got to Johnny Morrison, I just kept getting more feedback. Uh, not enough ads. I was like, oh, my God. All right. Well, and uh, that's not a knock on on John Morrison because, listen, um, if you're a performer, you have to protect your brand. And I get it. Um, so it's not like I'm, I disliked him at all for it. But it, it was more changes than I anticipated um, and, and more than – the normal micro brawler. Like for instance, I did ultimate warrior who also is a, a chiseled rip guy. No revisions at all. It, like, it was perfect. And so you would think with like the ultimate warriors brand, there'd be a lot more scrutiny, but uh, no, was there a secret one made? No. I mean, there's ones I can't tell you about, but that's only because they haven't been revealed. Yeah, plenty of secret so, ones. But if you uh, if you send five hundred dollars to our PayPal, we will let you know. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll tell all kinds of secrets. Yeah, listen, hey, for $500, $500 per secret, all right? Uh, hit us up for the PayPal. Um, do you want to read the second question? or? Yeah, this is from uh, Ryan Seddon or Seddon? Seddon, probably. Um, Ryan says, I'd like to hear more about the two-up Marty. Uh, it's motivation surprised by the final weight and overall production and sales compared to regular brawlers. So I won't bring up sales, but I think it's, so I think we sold all of them. I'm not sure. Um, there may be a couple floating around. Um, yeah, we also don't either of us deal with like the number portion. So yeah, you know, our, our guess is, uh, our guess is probably as good as yours. So, so the motivation behind the two up Marty. Well, for several years running, um, and here's a disclaimer, um, Marty Skrull is a very controversial figure in this current point in our timeline. So, um, But at the time, he was like two, three years running our best-selling uh, person at Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, we've done a lot of like villain club stuff, uh, villain enterprises. Uh, Marty Skrull was all over everything. And, you know, Super popular. So we, we've done two or three versions of him, I think. And Ryan was really, really bent, hell bent on getting a two up of him. I don't know. He never told me why, but he's like, oh, why don't we call these two ups? And I was like, I don't, I don't know what that means. And so um, I think two ups, like Hasbro would do them as prototypes for the WWF figures and so they would make like a clay prototype and they would uh, carve it and it would kind of be like you could see all the details and then they would shrink it down to an action figure so we kind of did the reverse we just took a product we already made and just made it to 200 bigger um if if any of you listening have bought a two-up they're very heavy because they're just they're solid rubber and you could probably really hurt someone if you fastball pitched it at someone, I've actually had uh-huh. one. I've actually had one thrown at me. It, it is pretty heavy. They're dense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was surprised by the final weight. Um, overall production, pretty much the same. It's just solid rubber. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fairly popular. I'm not sure. There was talk about doing other two ups, but I'm not sure that we are. I'll just, I'll be honest, I'll say there's none in our current production slate as of right now. So, so far he's the only one. So hold on to it if you got it. Um, but yeah. Uh, our boy JP Hooper, uh, Hooper, I hardly knew her. Um, <laughs> concerning the new line of brawler related pins and t shirts, are we going to see more variants in these forms that we won't necessarily see on an actual brawler like the blue Colt pin? Um, I think it's more of a Dave question than it is something I could answer. You know what? <laughs> One, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't know that there was going to be a blue cold pin. Um, I found out about it uh, maybe like right before they shipped because uh, I saw it when it came in. I was like, what? Now, we already had the file done for the, the normal cold pin. And really all they got to do is change, you know, the singlet color, I guess. Um I wouldn't rule out um, doing an actual brawler of the blue uh, singlet Colts. I mean, it's easy enough to do. 
here's the thing. So, um, they have the mold for the original one and all they got to do is put, just put a different, uh, rubber color. So it's not that hard to do. And I do believe they're holding all our original molds in case we want to do something like that. Um, and I, and I'll let you guys in on a little secret. We are planning in the crates, not just micro brawler pins, but pins in general to maybe start doing some chase versions of things. Like uh, we talk about Funko pops pretty regularly. Um, and so if you follow Funko pop collection, there are chase figures, one in every six of certain types of Funko pops have a chase, which is a slightly different version. Like if you get held way, you can get held with horns. That's the chase figure. Or, if you were into the 89 Batman Joker, there's regular Joker and the chase Joker is Joker with his face paint, like running off. And so these are highly sought after. And if you're a fan of micro brawlers, you know that some of the value of some of these, um, go way up in the aftermarket thing. So we're kind of hoping like the pin, the chase pins might have that same effect. Um, so, yeah, I mean, be on the lookout. We're going to be doing more fun stuff like that in the future. Um, but I actually did not know about the Chase Colt pin uh, till almost right around the time that most of the crate subscribers found out. So, oh, There you go. Uh, our friend Kyle Aiken says, uh, aside from tattoos, what has been the biggest challenge to work around with uh, designing certain wrestlers? Um. I think we kind of answered that one, no? Yeah, I mean, tattoos is our clearly our biggest issue. I would like to get more tattoos on there, but like the problem is you got registration issues. It just makes it way more complex. And like the way we set it up, we, we like to get several brawlers in the pipeline. Um, and there's things, there's considerations we have to take into account, like Chinese New Year, where they take like a long period of time. And then we get these by ocean freight. So, um, the speed of turnaround is really big for us. And if we have any issues with registration, that just kind of log jams the pipeline. And then, you know, like one domino falls, the whole line starts falling. So um, we try and make it as little complications as possible. As far as, far as other things, um, the biggest hurdle we've had, and if you're a micro brawler fan, you know about this, is... Uh, we've had approvals from the wrestler and then another company would say, Hey, you can't sell those. We own the rights to figures for that. So, um, classically it was X-Pac, Billy Gunn. Um, did we have a problem with British Bulldog? Uh, I, there was something, something. Yeah. Something. Um, there was something holding us up with, with Bulldog as well. Yeah. Chris hero. I mean, there's things that make these some of these guys really rare, and they were approved, and then someone pulled some fucking BS. Uh, listen, an X-Pac and a Billy Gunn micro brawler is not hurting a titan of our industry <laughs> if they're getting sold to fans. And it's ridiculous that sometimes um, things like that happen, and... Um, it hurts for the wrestlers sometimes. I think in these cases, if they had them, they became more valuable. So it kind of worked out in their part, especially if they can like autograph them. But it's just, it's just a shame when 
we're all trying to have fun and we're trying to provide a product for a wrestler um, that gives them a little bit of income and it allows fan interaction with them. Like micro brawlers are perfect. If, if you keep them in the package and you go, Hey, can you sign the header card? It's, it's something fun that every fan can do. And we're trying to get more like a larger breadth of these for every type of fan of wrestling. Um, and it's just a shame for someone to come in and go, uh, they're never going to make an Xbox Xbox fake micro brawler like they did with Bray Wyatt <laughs> and ultimate warrior. They're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a big hurdle. Um, uh, and I'd say like the next main big hurdle would be people with super elaborate costuming. Um, some of the biggest pains in the ass I've had to work with, and it's of no fault to the wrestler, but like uh, Okada's robes, like New Japan would send me all these reference photos. Of They're like, we want it as close. To the- and if you've seen the Rainmaker's robes, they're crazy elaborate. He's got all kinds of, ribbons and buckles and different colors um we tried to get like sparkly colored uh rubber to kind of match the the glittery robes that he has and they said that they could do it and then they at the last minute they couldn't so that happened um tanahashi had some pretty elaborate ring gear anything with a lot of geometry that you have to shrink down and cartoonize is really hard so you have to make some concessions um, but I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Yeah, um, I mean, like you mentioned, you mentioned some of those New Japan ones, and like I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty spot on. I think they're pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah, you know, like you mentioned the Okada one. That one's awesome. Like that was I, my biggest nightmare. Was the, the we've done two different versions of Okada's, uh, the regular purple and red robe, and then we did a gold version, but I had to do a different robe which i was like let's just make this one gold and they were like no new robe um yeah also if anyone has something on the side of their pants like on their leg that's really hard because that's where the theme lines up right so you can't wrap a graphic around it or sometimes it looks weird so yeah we have to make some concessions in that way but um for the most part it's pretty straightforward i really appreciate when i get like Andre the Giant, and he's got a black singlet. That's easy to do, and we just made him a little bit bigger. Um, I almost just spoiled a couple of things that are not released yet, so I, I better stop babbling about it. But um, yeah, crazy details, um, and having giant corporations try and micromanage the micro brawlers can be a little bit difficult for us. So, do you uh, uh, do you, you want to go ahead and uh, read the next one? Yeah. Um, My boy Garrett. Uh, hold on. Let me look. Uh, yeah. Which are your favorites so far? Um, there's been so many. Um, I was actually trying to look for the – for. I know Ryan posted a photo. It might have just been on his story of his giant display. Uh, and he whited some of them that were – yeah, he's not really. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean, I know for me personally, I'm I'm biased yeah. the uh the Eddie Guerrero one probably mm-hmm. my favorite. I think after that is the Bucks one specifically because um for the same reason <laughs> for the same reason that the the Young Bucks uh Funko Pops, the Hot Topic ones are my favorite because I have that same gear. Uh the yellow and purple gear for <laughs> Wrestle for WrestleMania um which one was it? Whichever one Shinsuke Nakamura uh, like 
debuted at that weekend, that weekend of that takeover in Dallas. Uh, Dallas, yeah. 36, maybe. I don't fucking know. But actually, I don't even think they're that far. I, whatever the case may be. Whichever one that was, someone is saying it right now. Um, that one, uh, that weekend, I had I had asked Ryan before, because I believe now it's Brandon Cutler's wife who does like all their gear. It, it might have been her as well before then. I just, I don't really remember, but... I remember I was just like, hey, like for that weekend, um, I was like, I think I want to make Young Bucks gear. Like, do you think you put me in like contact with their seamstress? And he did. And like, I remember she was like, which is there a specific gear you want to make? And I remember I really liked they had a set of gear that was, uh, it it was pink. And then it had just a like a bunch of bullet casings and then the Bullet Club logo on the side. But for some they like they didn't have that material and i was like okay she was like i have some of this material if you want and i was like yeah perfect that one's fine and then you know she made like the jacket as well and like i walked around that weekend wearing that gear and like i remember sean michaels was like oh shit he's like that looks like really awesome can i can i like i remember he was like can i play with uh because it has the um the tassels he's like can i play with the tassels i was like <laughs> sean michaels you do anything you want brother uh and so like you know that was cool and i've worn into various other shows as well like whenever we'd go to ring of honor shows i would wear it there specifically yep. when when they got the cease and desist for the two suite uh we went to a ring of honor show and you had the little like it was like a black bar where you'd hold it up censored. yeah that said <laughs> censored so you hold it up and it says like too sweet you know so it's like you're too sweeting but it says censored uh I remember like during Marty Scrolls match, like he came by ringside and I just did that to him. And like me in costume for that, like Ring of Honor had it for the photos for their like super fan thing. Uh, but I, I remember. I specifically remember though, one event, it was a house show. The Bucks were there though. And it was me, Marty DeRosa, Sarah Shockey, and uh, our friend Jimmy. And we went, we showed up and like we they kind of just like let us in we didn't have tickets per se so we kind of just found the an area off to the side to stand by and you know we're there it was it was a night where the young bucks weren't actually tag teaming together it was a fatal four-way and i remember ach was in it i don't remember the other two participants but one of the participants was nick jackson so Nick Jackson comes out or whatever, and like we make eye contact, and he's just like, "Hey, everybody!" He's like, "That guy's wearing the same thing I'm wearing," and everyone just like looks over at me. He's like, "Come on, guys, that guy's awesome!" And starts up like a "That guy's awesome" chant for me, and like just there's a ton of like memories similar to that, um, just with that gear. So of course, long, long winded answer that nobody asked for, but those young bucks. Um, micro or micro yeah those young bucks micro brawlers the ones with the the yellow and purple gear like again also some of my favorites for that specific reason that like you know it's just if i like a personal connection to it exactly same and same thing with the funko pops so they're wearing that same gear um that okada one's fucking awesome like especially the the gold variant um yeah king macho man that one's also cool uh the penta ones because penta's fucking awesome the bret yeah, yeah. hart one's pretty cool uh what about yourself well um so like 
Colt I like because it was the first one, obviously. Um, I, I've been a big fan of the the Road Warriors ones. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I wanted to do, so Road Warriors have had a couple different, you, you always think of like the Legion of Doom red and black colorway, which was the first one that we did. And then we did a second one that was kind of like their their older outfits where they were all black with chains on them. Um, I want to say it was WrestleMania. They came out with gold plated ones and I was pitching around. I was like, please let can we gold plate these? They would look so dope. And he was like, nah, no one's going to remember that. But like, <laughs> um, the, the problem with like the gold ones is like, I, like the gold Okada. I think the whole thing has to be, I think they like dip it in like whatever their gold is. So like they can't do just parts of it gold. Mm, um, but yeah, the so, whole thing gold. Yeah, but like I think like gold chrome shoulder pads would look so up. L- look it up. Look up uh, Road Warriors uh, or Legion of Doom gold pads, and they look super rad. Um, but I like the CM Punk one only because like CM Punk means a lot to our shop. Mm-hmm. Clearly, of course, I forgot the Punk one as well. Yeah, um, there's some coming up that I can't mention that I've wanted in the line. I'm trying to think there's like four or five of them. Um, and I can't say too much more. You guys will be happy when you see them, but, um, uh, we're trying to get more like legends. So like, these are like guys that I grew up with. Like, um, I liked the Andre, the giant one, big van Vader. I was really happy to work on, um, Papa Shango, one of my favorites. And there's going to be a, a weird one. And I think I've said it before, but, um, the Vicky Guerrero, excuse me one, um, only because like clearly we're we're giant Eddie Guerrero fans, and that outfit that she wore, I think that was when they were doing like the pudding match or whatever. And so, to me, so like, I'm the artist, so I'm a little biased, but I think I really captured the excuse me spirit of uh, Vicky in that one. Like her her fists are straight down, and she's just like screaming, and um, it was one of my favorite moments of her career. So. Um, for some reason that one always sticks out, um, to me. Um, and yeah, Penta Ray Phoenix, those are great. Um, yeah, I think those aside from a couple, there's a couple that are coming up that are definitely in my favorites that I can't mention, but they're, they're super cool. Um, but yeah, the ones that I know of now, those, those are kind of my favorites. So, uh, next we have. Uh, I want oh another friend of the show Stephen Burton. He says yes. I'd like to know what the most valuable brawler is. Um, I think it's gotta be Chris Hero. Yeah, I think I've seen like Chris Hero, Taz, uh, some of those like we mentioned the the ones that never really like you know we made a lot of like the, the X Pac ones things like that. Um, I mean, I guess it, it is pretty kind of like subjective, you know. Cause yeah. there's no, as opposed to like Funko pops where there's like an app and a website where you can see like the actual values for a lot of these, it's pretty much just the value that you put on them. You know, yeah. if I've got, got eBay and see what they've sold for. Yeah. Like I, you, you know, I, if I had a Taz, uh, micro brawler, I could sell it for $30, but I could also probably sell it for like $300. You know, right. it, I mean, it de- it depends. It depends on many different factors, but I think I think the most common thing that I've heard is like, 
you know, those like uh, Taz, Chris Hero, um, like X-Pac, those kind of guys that I've, I've heard go go for a lot. Um, well, and it's, it's weird, too, because like um, Swaggle just did a like a secret uh, mini run of uh, 150 of like a grayscaled version of him, which uh, when Ryan was like, Hey, can you do like a, like a black and white? Version? I was like, Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Right. And so, um, they already have the mold for it. So it's easy enough to just run out, you know, 150, which I think was his run. And then he's like, he's hand numbering them and autographing them. So those might become pretty, uh, pretty valuable. And also we've got the major wrestling figure podcast four set, that's coming out. That's probably going to shoot up in price because I think they only did 150, like 150 or 250. But it, they sold out immediately. They're in really high demand, and I can't like I've got a set clearly because you know I was like, let me get a set. So um, I think those might rise in value too. So uh, Jay Rubin says, "Can you talk to Boss and drop a nugget?" I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, I've dropped plenty of nuggets, but uh, that's bathroom talk, and I don't like to bring that up on the air. <laughs> uh, we'll go to last but not least, uh, good friend of the show, uh, Ryan Crossley. He says, do you give each uh, wrestler their own micro brawler? Any cool stories regarding a wrestler seeing slash receiving their brawler? Um, I, I... I don't i i think some i mean some wrestlers do get like x amount of their own micro brawlers you know it's like sometimes yeah. uh ryan, yeah ryan will be like hey can you pull x amount for this wrestler and send it to you know to them so i, I know that much uh specifically I, oh, go ahead well i've never handed one to a wrestler I've I've gotten feedback from like the mock up and we're like, oh that's rad and you know, there's excitement, but I've never had the honor or pleasure of giving a final product to them. That would that would be kinda cool actually now that you mention it. Um but I've i I've never done that. I, I think the closest we got to it was um we interviewed uh Matt Cardona and Brian Myers and they were in the shop and then they saw we had we had uh, the Chelsea greens in and they were like, Oh, look at this. Uh, they were pretty excited about that. That was probably the closest we've seen to a wrestler getting their own micro brawler and like seeing it. Um, so they were pretty stoked about that, but that's about, I, I can't think of any, uh, instances where we physically handed them to them and they were like, sweet. Uh, he had a follow-up question as well. That's uh, says, semi-follow up. a semi-follow-up. Any wrestling personalities who are big into brawlers? I know Ian Riccoboni is a collector. Um, unless you know David, I actually I, I'm not aware of any like uh, like non you know anything like. That. Uh, well, Brian Myers is um, so uh, maybe earlier in the year. I joked about trying to start a feud. <laughs> Like we're coming up, we always come up with like dumb ideas that we're trying to do for the show. And I mentioned to you, Berto, I was like, Hey, we should start a feud with, uh, the major wrestling figure podcast, mostly so we could ride their coattails into superstardom clearly. But, um, I think 
I think they did an interview with like Edge and Christian and they mentioned micro brawlers and they said, Hey, have you seen any of these micro brawlers? And then Brian Myers said, what those little pencil erasers. <laughs> and like, I wasn't offended, but I wanted to like feign that I was offended. Like, Hey, what are you talking about? And like drum up something. It never happened clearly. Um, but he has actually started collecting them. And then we've done the, you know, we've done the stomp ones, which are pretty cool. Um, and they're doing a, a set of four now. But I know he's called and seen if he could get a Taz for his collection. He, you know, he called and asked if there was any in the wild in, you know, in the store or in our warehouse. Um, so I think if you got that level of dedication, you clearly are collecting, right? So. Um, I know that, um, other than that, no, no one I can think of that's, uh, a, a quote unquote personality or, uh, I think any, everyone that we've done probably has one or two for themselves, but I don't know if they're starting a big collection. Yeah. So. I, I think um, unless we like specifically went through orders looking for names, uh, I don't think, you know, we'd be able to be like, oh, you know, yeah. Sinbad really loves uh, micro brawlers <laughs> or something like that. Um, but thank you to everyone who asked the question. Uh, if you know, we, if you guys want to hear more micro brawler talk, let us know. Like, yeah, I know Dave and, you know, Dave's always talking about how much he enjoys answering all the questions and uh, I enjoy answering the ones that I can or have knowledge of. Yeah. You know, specifically when you get into stuff about like designing and things like that. I, yeah. I, I have no input in any of that stuff. So it's just like, yes, Dave, tell us more. It cannot stress enough without saying too much. We have some really rad things coming down the pipeline. Um, we've been working and well, I, if any of you know Vinny, friend of the show. Uh, the and the closet. Yeah. And the proprietor of the cryptic closet.com. Um, He's doing a lot of the crate stuff, like the idea stuff. And I, I sit next to him when I come in. Um, we've been working on ideas that are micro brawler like. And that's as far as I'll go saying that. But collectible things that you can look forward to. Because um, listen, if you've listened to any amount of episodes from our show, um, both Berto and I were gigantic man children and we like to collect trinkets that have uh, intrinsic value to us. Uh, if you've ever seen pictures of the PWT cast office, it is a beautiful love letter to delightful Funko pops, uh, Jane silent Bob stuff. Uh, if you've seen my desk, it's Batman and Ninja turtles and dead rats stuffed and <laughs> grotesquely posed. Um, we love collecting stuff and we know you guys do too. So we're always trying to think of cool things. Um, that you could be proud of to display in your home or your office or wherever. So um, we're always hard at work. If you guys got suggestions for micro brawlers you want to see, or uh, we just released the micro brawler shirts. Uh, we're doing micro brawler pins. It seems to be a big thing that people like. I've been surprised at how popular they were, but um, you know, they're fun little things. Why, why not collect them? Right. They're very collectible. And so, um, yeah, if you want to hear more about stuff like this and we haven't bored you to tears about it, I'll talk about it all day if you want. So, 
Well, uh, again, thank you for everyone for tuning in. Uh, if this is your first time listening, go back and listen to some of our older episodes. We've, you know, we're now at episode fifty nine. We've we've had tons of episodes with people here at the shop. You know, if you want to hear about the goings and comings of pro wrestling tees and what goes on, what different people do, we have plenty of those episodes. Uh, you know, we've had tons of wrestling personalities, people involved in the world of wrestling. You know, we had one from. Uh, Kylie Ray, Ethan Page, Hornswoggle, Vicky Guerrero, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, uh, Effie, just a ton of people. You know, last week we had Brody King, really fun episode. Um, we have other people just again involved in and out of the world of wrestling. We have the Jericho Cruise episode, which, uh, like, that one it's it's a longer one, but it's one of the one of my most favorite things we've ever produced. It's. Uh, you know, Dave, Dave and I were on the this last Jericho cruise pre-COVID, and I mean technically not pre-COVID because COVID was going on, but just in China then. But we we kind of just uh, it's a diary of sorts of our days, you know, on the boat with everyone we were there with, and it opens up with Frank and Melissa, uh, Frank, uh, operations manager here at Pro Wrestling Tees. He was also on episode four. Uh, but it opens up with them talking about finding their neighbor dead. And then uh, that episode ends with Dave and I uh, preventing someone from dying. So it's, it's a really fun episode. Uh, go, go ahead and check some of them out. You know, again, at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter. And our episodes are available wherever you stream your podcast from. But Dave, uh, it's, it's been a long week and uh, it's been a long episode. I've, I've, I think... Yeah. I believe it's that time of the week now where I'm running out of things to say. And, uh, yeah, we don't have any more questions, and I, too, have run out of things to say. So, All right, guys. Well, until next week, I've been Scrump. And this is Stink. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast, and so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang. <laughs>